believe I have a word from the Lord for somebody tonight. I'm not going to preach very long, and we're going to continue praying some more. Those of you that are on the side can stay, you can go. Doesn't matter. Numbers chapter 13, verse number 25, the scripture says, And they returned from searching of the land after forty days. And they went and came to Moses and to Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel unto the wilderness of Paran to Kadesh and brought back word unto them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. And they told him and said, We came unto the land whither thou sentest us, and surely it floweth with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there, the Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, and the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea in the coast of Jordan. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses. Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it. For we are well able to overcome it. Ten guys say there's giants, there's walls, there's impossibilities. Two guys, the other one being Joshua, but Caleb, the one that speaks up and says, we are well able, let's go take it now. I, I, again, I feel like I have a word from the Lord. I'm going to give you it's what I was already feeling to preach. I'm just going to do it right now. And don't plan to draw it out, but I've come to tell somebody tonight Delay is not denial. Delay is not denial. You can be seated. Delay is not denial. Caleb says, and Joshua agreed with him, there is obstacles and there are issues in the land, but we are well able. Let's go now. Let's go right now and take it. Here's the fruit of the land. And we have seen what is there and what God said would be there is there. And we are well able to possess it. Let's go. But due to what ten guys had said, everybody else took the word of the ten rather than the word of the two. And so the story is, God says, I'm not going to take you there now. I was going to take you from Egypt into the promised land, but we've got a little bit of an issue because the majority of the spies are saying we can't, and now the majority of the people are believing what the spies say. There was no question. There was no doubt in Caleb's mind. I realize he did it in a very literal sense because they went into the promised land and they brought back things from the promised land. And so not quite as a literal sense as that was, but I preach to people tonight that in a spiritual way, you have done what Caleb and Joshua did. 
You've gone into promised lands in the realm of the Spirit and you've seen things there and you've tasted of things there and you've seen that in that place God promised are the very things God said would be there. But you've had to come back because others say it can't happen or it can't happen now or we are not able. But the problem is you've got a little taste of something and you saw something that you had never seen before and so now you can't be satisfied with what everybody else is saying the way it is and the way it's got to be because you've seen something. See, that's that's really what I believe God's pattern is when He calls us. He gives us a taste. He gives us a He gives us a touch of something to come. But it's not the time yet when Elijah passed by Elisha and he threw his mantle on Elisha and that mantle rested upon Elisha. I, I am absolutely convinced Elisha recognized the anointing that was in that mantle. And that's why he says to Elijah, hold on, I'm coming with you because I just experienced something I've never experienced before I just felt something I've never felt before and so how can I be content to stay plowing behind 12 yoke of oxen and doing what I've always done the way I've always done it now that I have tasted of something else that old wise prophet responds to Elisha and says, What have I done to you? But he knew what he had done. He knew exactly what he was doing. And he knew that when Elisha got a touch and a taste of that mantle, he would never be the same. But yet Elijah took the mantle back because it was only time for a taste. It wasn't time for him to get the whole thing. That moment was not denial. It was not a change of God's mind and a change of God's plan. It was just a matter of timing. I've come to preach to somebody tonight. Don't misinterpret the timing with God's faithfulness to do what He said He would do. Verses or a chapter, excuse me, a chapter later, God talking to Moses in, in verse 22 of chapter 14, he says, God says, because all those men which have seen my glory and my miracles, which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness and have tempted me now these ten times and have not hearkened to my voice, surely they shall not see the land which I swear unto their fathers, neither shall any of them that provoke me see it. They, they've seen what I've done in the past. They've seen the miracles I've performed in the past. They walked through the Red Sea on dry ground. They saw ten plagues that took place in Egypt and yet after all that they still don't believe me but Caleb's but but my servant Caleb but my servant Caleb listen to what the scripture says because he had another spirit with him There was something on Caleb that wasn't on the rest of them. There was something on Joshua that wasn't on the rest of them. Because Caleb had another spirit with him and had followed me fully, him will I bring into the land whereinto he went, and his seed shall possess it. 
when the opportunity came, when the moment came to possess it and nobody else wanted to believe it, Caleb said, I believe we can go. I believe we can do it. I believe we are well able. He was of a different spirit than everybody else. Again, the verses I just read to you, it's not like they had not seen the miraculous power of God. They were first-hand witnesses of what God could do. They were first-hand witnesses of the plagues that took place in Egypt. They, were, they, weren't, they weren't second and third generation. Somebody else telling them about the Red Sea. They walked through the Red Sea, but somewhere along the pathway, they got more consumed with the obstacles and the problems and the difficulties than what God had already done. And if God had already done it, what they were supposed to do was realize that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And His His arm is never shortened. His ability is never lessened. If He did the miraculous to get you out, He can do the miraculous to take you in. preached in Severn this morning. Sorry, Severn, for reusing this part again tonight. I really wasn't planning all of that, but it just kind of fits. I made the statement this morning. Our problem is we equate delay with denial. Or we equate delay with God changing His mind. <laughs> Brother, Brother Wayne Brown the second, not Junior, the second said it before I preached and then I used it while I preached and I'm sorry Sister Brown for using you with all these people tonight like I used you with a smaller crowd this morning but I know you want to go to heaven so you'll get over it, I know that. (laughs) Sister Brown was due July 1st. In case you don't know it, July 1st was Wednesday realize you probably know that it's the fifth and so we've passed the first but july 1st has come and gone and the browns are holding no baby but if for a whole lot of reasons there is no doubt there is no doubt that there's going to be a baby The way Brother Brown said it this morning was they didn't pack up the nursery and all the stuff for the baby since Wednesday came and passed. They didn't take all the clothes and all the stuff back to the store because Wednesday came and passed and we didn't have a baby. It may be delay, but it's not denial. It may be delay, but there is certainty that a baby is still on the way. And it may still not happen today, but somewhere along the way, in the next few days, there's going to be a baby in the Browns household. I understand tonight you may not be able to see the same symptoms that the Browns are able to see to know that there's going to be a baby, but we should still have the same certainty that we've been pregnant with something on the inside of us. And just because we thought we knew what the due date was and it came and it passed, 
it doesn't change the fact that something is growing and something is going to be born. I'll say the same thing I said to Severn this morning, tonight with all of you. I don't like toppers. If you don't know what a topper is, that's the person that when you tell a story, they've always got a bigger, better one. No matter what it is, they, 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 just, they got one that makes yours like it's nothing. So I don't want that. I, don't, I, I can't stand those, and I don't want to be one of those. So forgive me for just a moment, but I can relate to the Browns this evening. Because we were told by the doctors Elizabeth would be born on March 6th. Like most of you that have had a baby in your house, you look, await anxiously that day. Especially that first one, the first time. And, 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 and even though you know, even though you know subconsciously or really consciously, you know that what the doctor says is the due date, it, 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 it's not an absolute, that, that's not like tax day. It's going to come and happen. It's not like Christmas day. It's, it's not like July 4th. It's coming on the 4th. The 4th is going to be the 4th. We don't celebrate July 4th on the 7th, the 8th, the 1st. The, it, it's the 4th. That's, that's the day. But we know that the birth of a baby is not guaranteed on the due date. And yet we anxiously anticipate that day. And that day got here and we were, we were waiting and that day came and that day went. A couple more days came and went. But again, and I know others of you have had that. Some of you, well, we waited a week. We, Elizabeth was a week late. I'm sure somebody here, yours was like two months late. But So you got a better story than I've got. So, But again, again, there was no doubt. There was no question. Just because it didn't happen March 6th, that we didn't start questioning if it was going to happen. We just understood today was just not the day we thought it was going to be. I've come to stir somebody's faith up tonight that there's been some due dates in your life that have come and gone and it wasn't birthed in your life yet. But I've come to tell you tonight, it's not because it's not going to happen and won't happen. It's going to happen because you've got the faith for it and God has promised it and you put those things together and that's a, that's a, that's a combination that you can't beat. I'm not going to let everybody else, even though they ought to have faith and they ought to believe, I'm not letting everybody else go there but my, 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 my servant Caleb. He's of a different spirit. So we skip ahead to Joshua chapter 14 and verse number 5 and we're past 
the crossing of the Jordan and we're past the entering in of the promised land and we're past the taking of Jericho and many other places that they have now taken. And so chapter 14, verse number 5, And the Lord commanded Moses, so the children of Israel did, and they divided the land. Then the children of Judah came unto Joshua in Gilgal, and Caleb the son of Jephunneh the Kenazite said unto him, Thou knowest the thing that the Lord said unto Moses, the man of God concerning me and thee and Kadesh Barnea. Forty years old was I when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy, to spy out the land. And I brought him word again as that was in my heart. Forty years ago. Forty years ago, I came back from the promised land having seen milk and honey and grapes that were so big we had to have two people to carry a cluster of grapes. Forty years ago, I came back and told Moses, we are well able, let's go do it. Nevertheless, my brethren that went up with me made the heart of the people melt. Oh God, I wonder if there's anybody that would join with me tonight that would say, you're getting tired of all those that are melting people's hearts. Looking at all the obstacles and all the challenges and all the problems and all the adversity rather than looking at God has made a way before. And if God made a way before, God can make a way now. Brethren that went up with me made the heart of the people melt. But I wholly followed the Lord my God. I didn't waver. I didn't falter. I stood firm on my confidence that we are well able to do it. And Moses swear on that day. How long ago was that day? Forty years ago. I preach to people tonight that 40 years ago you were, you had barely started walking yet. Some of you 40 years ago you weren't even out of elementary school yet. Some of you 40 years ago you were my age. <laughs> Bottom line is as fast as 43 years of my life has gone by, 40 years is a long time. And so Caleb says... I followed wholly the word of the Lord, the Lord my God. And now behold, the Lord hath kept me alive. As He said, these forty and five years. Even since the Lord spake this word unto Moses while the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now, lo, I am this day four score and five years old. If my Bible knowledge is at all correct, he is saying, I am 85 years old. I was 40 years old when I was ready to go. I got to tell you, I, I don't have the strength and the stamina I did in my 20s, but at the same time, I'm not that out of shape either. Meet you out back tomorrow with get nine others of you, and I'll hang with most of you for a couple hours on that basketball court. 
I love walking out there here in the 20-something-year-olds run a game and then start griping and complaining about how tired and out of shape they are. It just makes my chest rise just a little bit. So I, I, I'm, not as, I'm, I'm not, as, not as strong and as healthy and as less pain as I used to have. Back on Memorial Day picnic, I played basketball, and I, I thought from just from jumping, I thought maybe from that, my shoes being worn out, that I bruised the, the ball of my foot. A month later, sharper pain, I guess it wasn't just that. Thanks to good old Google and all the information on there, maybe it wasn't just a bruise, I got some kind of tendon or something thing going on. So I know, I know that there's a whole lot more aches and pains. When I was young, I went to bed stiff from everything I did all day. Now I get up in the morning stiff. I hate that first trip down the steps every day. Man. Don't, 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 y'all don't judge me. I did 15 minutes, did 170-something calories on my max trainer this afternoon. So I ain't just sitting around stuffing my face doing nothing. So I, I, I still got some strength, but I still know I'm not what I was. And I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not what I was. There's some guys that in a couple of different sports hang on till they're 40. But at the st- it takes a whole lot more work at that point than it took years ago. And so it was at 40 years old when Caleb first said, We are able. Not as young as it used to be, but I still got enough in me. Let's go. Let's fight. But now he is 85 years old. I know. I know, I, I know, I know, whether you're watching, listening, and watching in the future, I know there are some that if you hear what I'm about to say, you will, you will banish me to the outermost darkness, and I understand that, and I'm, I'm sorry. I, I do not, I do not, I, I, there's stuff I watch, there, there's, there's series that I watch on my, on my iPad or my computer, TV series that I like, I keep up with, and I'm not about to tell you what they are because the moment that I say what they are, it becomes an endorsement for the show or an excuse to watch it. So I, I do guard to the best of my ability what I watch, and I'm sure there's some that could argue that I'm not, I'm not as guarded as I should be, and then I can find a bunch of others that I'm way more guarded than. That's why we don't compare ourselves among ourselves, judge ourselves by ourselves, but we use the book to be our guide. So I understand that when I, the, 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 and even this show is, is there, especially this season, there's, there's a few things on there that I'm not real crazy about, and, and, uh, you pray for me, and if I really need to give it up, the Holy Ghost knows how to talk to me, and I'll, I'll give it up. But I'm, I'm still holding out. For a couple of years now, I have become an America's Got Talent fan. And the other night, they had a... I got say I'm sorry, I don't know if it was the other night or not. I'm watching episodes off of my computer, and I don't know how old they are. There was a 90-something-year-old woman was on there dancing. Now, I don't mean just 
I mean, she was, her, that guy she was dancing with had her flipping and spinning and all kinds of stuff. That's pretty amazing to see. If I can still do that at 90-something years old, hallelujah. Not dance with a partner, dance with Jesus. There's a guy that's about 70 years old that plays at the racquetball club I play at. That's almost twice my age. Not quite, but pretty close to twice my age. Oops, I didn't say that. My dad's about to be 70. Never mind. Strike that. Rewind that. Let's start the recording over here tonight. He's around 70 years old, and there have been several times now that I have walked off the court as a 43-year-old, having been handed my pride in a little brown bag for me to go home and nurture back to health. There was something inside of Caleb that says, I know how old I am. And I know how old I was, but I still have the same passion and desire and determination at 85 as I did at 40. And in fact, listen to what he says, I am as strong this day as I was in the day Moses sent me. My strength, as my strength was then, even so my strength now for war, both to go out and to come in. God didn't just keep me alive to let me be a spectator and watch somebody else. But 40 years since that day, I'm still alive and I've got the same strength. I've got the same ability now as I did then. Now, therefore. Now, therefore. What I believed for 45 years ago. What I was ready to possess 45 years ago. Now give me this mountain. Whereof the Lord spake in that day. For thou heardest in that day how the Anakims were there and that the cities were great and fenced. If so be the Lord will be with me, then I shall be able to drive them out as the Lord said. And Joshua blessed him and gave unto Caleb the son of Jephunneh Hebron for an inheritance. It took another 45 years after he was ready to get it the first time before time came. But the delay of, 49, of 45 years was not a denial of the fulfillment not only of what he believed for but also of what God said he would do. I don't think the Bible would have said what Caleb said if it wasn't true. I said it in my first go around of family matters for Antioch U. There's something in every son it doesn't matter if his father is in a wheelchair and can't get out of that wheelchair for anything. That There's something about that father that will tell that boy, I can still take you. And most sons reply with, 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 with verbally or non-verbally with actions that say, yes, sir. Amen. And you know that there's, no, there's some dads that can't take their sons anymore. And yet they say they can. I've come to the conclusion, if for no other reason for the son, he doesn't want to find out that it's true, 
and have to deal with the embarrassment that I thought I was a man and could take my dad and I really can't. So rather than finding it out, I'm just going to take your word for it. And so they can say that and yet we know it's not the truth. I don't think the Bible included what Caleb said if it wasn't the truth. I don't think God allowed the Scripture to say it if it was just a rambling old man that couldn't, couldn't face the fact he wasn't what he used to be. But when he said, I'm as strong today as I was then, give me this mountain, I believe it's because 45 years ago God gave him vision and sight for something and a taste of something that was supposed to be his. And because it was supposed to be his, even though he had to wait because of everybody else, God decided because you believe me then, I'm not just going to let you wait and see it and observe it happening the same way you would have been a part of it in the beginning if it would have happened then. I'm going to let let you be a part of it happening now. Oh God, I, I'm preaching to somebody tonight. You're, you, you're starting to question if you've been pregnant with promise or not. You're starting to question if something's really been growing inside of you or not because it hasn't been birthed yet and it's been so long since you received it and it hasn't happened. But I believe I've come in the Holy Ghost tonight not to just hype you up and preach you a sermon for this service, but I believe I've come to tell somebody in the Holy Ghost tonight your delay has not been a denial. Your delay has not been a change of God's mind. Your delay has not been God saying, Psych! I don't know if y'all still do that anymore. I, I don't know, but when I, that we went through a phase as teenagers when I, you'd say something, you'd say, Psych! Here you go, here's a hundred dollars. Psych! There is no psych in the Browns' house this week. Uh-uh. No. There is no, oh man, we, we got, we got tricked. No. There's still an absolute confidence and certainty. Baby is about to be here. I've come to tell somebody tonight, I'm, I'm not here to necessarily tell you the baby's about to be here, but I'm here to tell you at the very least the baby's gonna be here. I'm preaching to some people tonight. You are tr you have tried to give up. I don't mean getting to heaven, but I mean on some things that you believe God for in the past and some things you felt in the past. You've tried to give up on them. You've tried to deny them, but you just find yourself coming back to them and being reminded of them and, and still wishing and believing God can do them, but now sort of wondering, but I've come to tell you tonight... It's not a denial. And so, I wonder if I've got any Caleb's here tonight. You see, Caleb did not sit there and watch everybody get what was given. Watch all of the inheritance being passed out and wait to see. Well, Moses told me, I was going to get it, so if I'm going to get it, then surely they're going to give it to me. Oh, I think I, I just kind of imagine Caleb was sitting there. He's watching this tribe and that tribe, and they're getting theirs. And every time everybody's, every time the next person gets their 
inheritance. There's a little bit more restlessness that's stirring up inside of Caleb. And finally, something gets a hold of him. And he says, now, I've watched all this enough. I've seen everybody else get their stuff. But the problem with everybody else is they don't have the same promise I had. They're here because they were too young to get killed off. But I'm here because when I was faced with the decision of whether God could do it or not do it, I stood up in the midst of adversity and I said, God can do it. So now that you've given everybody everything else, I'm here to tell you, I want mine now. So I wonder if I've got any Caleb's in this place tonight that you will make a declaration tonight to say, God, I haven't given up on my mountain. I haven't given up on what you said you would go going to give me and even if it's still not now and it's not today and it's not this week I still want my mountain and I'm going to take my mountain I'm going to conquer my mountain come on come on that's my altar call that's my altar call that's my altar call is there a Caleb tonight male or female is there a Caleb tonight that says I will not be denied what belongs to me I will not be denied what God said he was going to give me I know with every year that's passed, it's become more impossible. I realize that with every year that passed, it's become more improbable. I realize with every decade that's gone by, it seems more like it's never going to happen. But God said I could have it, and I'm not giving up until I get it. Come on, I don't care how old you are. I'm not preaching about chronological age. This message isn't about chronological age tonight. And I know there are some of you that in physical terms, you are a lot older. And it's a lot more improbable. But I don't care what... I'm not talking in chronological, natural age alone. If it applies, so be it. But I'm talking more about those tonight that you've tasted of things somewhere along the way and you've gotten promises somewhere along the way and days and weeks and months and years and even decades have gone by and it hasn't happened. But the Holy Ghost sent me to tell you tonight, it's not a denial. Oh, where are the Caleb's? Where are the Caleb's tonight? Where are the Caleb's tonight that say, I'm not going to listen to what everybody else says. I'm not going to be swayed by the doubt of the majority. I'm not going to be swayed by the opinions of the majority. I'm not going to let what the majority says dictate what I believe. I know what God said. I know what God promised me. So I don't care how long it's been. Give me my mountain. Come on, if you don't need to respond for yourself, if you don't feel a need to respond for yourself, I welcome you to be led of the Holy Ghost to come and minister to someone here that's in this altar. Come on. 
Come on, if you don't need this tonight for yourself, then let the Holy Ghost use you to help somebody else. Come on, if God hasn't been talking to you specifically tonight, then let Him be a conduit. Let, then let yourself be a conduit tonight that the Holy Ghost can use you right now to minister to somebody else. But whether somebody comes to you or not, whether anybody else prays for you tonight or not, that's what, that's not what matters. What matters is your declaration. I want my mountain I'm not giving up I'm not quitting I'm not abandoning my promise I'm not abandoning my faith I'm not abandoning my word give me my mountain I want what belongs to me I know it's been a delay I know it didn't happen when I thought it was going to happen I know it didn't happen on the date that I had set and it may be a delay but I refuse to give up I will not be denied I will not be denied. I might not be 40 years old anymore. I might not be as young as I was when I first believed. I might be getting older, but I'm not giving up. Come on, come on and make up your mind tonight. You're not going to be swayed by everybody else. Make up your mind tonight. You're not going to be influenced by everybody else. Make up your mind tonight. It doesn't matter what the other ten spies say. You know what you saw. And you know what God can do. In the name of Jesus, 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 in the name of Jesus. In spite of the adversity, in spite of the delay, in spite of the wanderings that I've had to go through, and not accepting it as denial. I'm not accepting it as denial. It's just a delay. It's just a delay. It's just not happening when I thought it was going to happen. But that doesn't mean it's not going to happen because God said I could have it. God said it was mine. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Alalabo shekiyata rabo satalalabahaya. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm not going to believe the lies of the enemy anymore that God has changed his mind. I'm not going to believe the lies of the enemy anymore that God was just teasing me. But I'm going to believe that I'm going to get my mountain. I'm not going to be satisfied with somebody else getting my mountain. I'm not going to be satisfied just watching somebody else get the inheritance. I'm going to get what God said was mine. I'm going to get what God said belonged to me. When God told you what he was going to do, he knew everything that was going to take place from the time he told you he was going to do it until the time he does it. And all of the obstacles and, 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 and problems and difficulties, he factored all of that in to the promise he gave you. may be a surprise to you may be unexpected to you, but it's not to him. May not happen the way you thought it was going to happen. May not unfold the way you had imagined it was going to happen. But that doesn't mean you give up on God doing what he said he was going to do. May not be in the same location you anticipated it. May not be all the circumstances the way you thought they were going to be. But that doesn't negate the promise. That doesn't negate God's faithfulness. If he told you you were going to get the mountain, then you're going to get the mountain. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 
Ayala boko reyeti yala. Yala la masata raboko seye yala la ba. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Alabo koretiye arabakota alabasiya talabahai arondolo bosheye ki alab. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Ikaraba sato robo koshata rabaki e alabahai. Ayala la mando robo koseye tihe yaraba kanyata. Elala bondo robo ko yarata basi alala bahashaya. Elama rondo lobo kiye yarabo satalaba. Sikalala bondo robo ko yeti yaraba satalala bahaya. Alleluia, alleluia. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 
Thank you, Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. 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 Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Even fail to 
in your own words, would you just make that declaration right now? Come on, say it out loud and let the enemy hear you tonight. Come on, let the enemy hear your declaration tonight. In spite of all that I've been through, in spite of all the ups and downs, in spite of all the disappointments, in spite of all my failures, God, you have been and you are faithful. You are faithful. You are faithful. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, you are faithful. You've never let me down and you will never let me down. You are faithful. You are faithful. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. When I didn't understand what you were doing, you were faithful. When you didn't do it the way I was hoping you would do it, you were faithful. When you did something completely opposite of what I was wanting, you were faithful. You were faithful. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. You can be seated for a moment if you would, if the ushers would come couple of announcements we're going to take our offering and then we are going to dismiss you and you'll be free to do what you want to do it's very early for a Sunday night so hopefully you'll take a few moments and fellowship before you leave I actually before I give the announcements I have a testimony I don't I haven't even my wife doesn't even know this but for the last two or three days this pinky in the bottom part of my hand has become increasingly more and more painful using it, moving it. And this morning I was standing during worship, the Severn congregation, and I just grabbed a hold of my left hand with my right hand. I prayed, where's Brother Mike McGurk? I prayed in the name of Jesus. And as of right now, no more pain. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Amen. If you had the mic, you give your testimony. So since I got it, I'll give mine. Praise God. I got just a couple of announcements. Next Sunday night after service, next Sunday night, the young people going to Youth Congress are going to be having a dessert auction. So you will help them and go. you will go home with a tasty treat. Spread the word and come ready to bid on a delicious dessert. Now, I want to put in a little extra word of encouragement. These young people have really not done any fundraising to this point. And actually, this trip this year is more expensive than most trips. So I am encouraging you to, to if you would, to come next Sunday night and support our young people uh, in this dessert auction, help them going to Youth Congress. They have, um, if I'm not mistaken, somebody else that knows this, that's heard this, help me out if I'm off. Uh, the Middletons are in Baltimore tonight. I don't know if they've made it here yet. They were still coming here, but going to be late. I believe over 18,000 pre-registered 
for um, the Youth Congress for the main auditorium. And there's another 4,000 that are registered for the overflow. That means they're going to sit in a room and watch everything on a video. So 22,000 young people, young adults from across the U.S. and around the world are going to be gathering in Oklahoma City in August. This is a great time. They'll have some fun, but I also know there'll be a great move of God and lives will be impacted and changed. And so I'm asking you, encouraging you. Uh, they're normally for Youth Congress. We drive. In fact, ever since we first started going as a group, when I was the youth pastor, we drove. And now due, due to the distance this year, they're going to be flying. So obviously because of that, cost goes up. And so please, it'd be a great blessing to them to, to help you out. And, and I realize you will be bidding on a dessert item and buying some cake. But I, I just, my personal belief is you're still giving. You're giving to the kingdom of God and to bless these young people. Therefore, it's seed that you're sowing. And not only will you reap something good for your taste buds, but God will bless you for helping our young people as well. They are trying, um, where did I hear this? Oh, it was at our business meeting. They are trying to get, um, I believe, the Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis for the next Youth Congress, which Youth Congress is every two years. If that happens, what they are pushing for, which will be very doable, is to have the largest gathering of any group of Christian young people that this country has had. Amen. The largest religious gathering. So, Youth Congress is a great time. There are, I, I, for those of you that perhaps all you've ever heard is the naysayers, that it's a fashion show and all of that, I, I am sorry. I am sorry. I've been going since I was 16 years old. It was the first time we had an organized trip. And ever since then, when I became youth pastor, and we continue to take trips, and I continue to go. I go for two basic reasons. To spend some time with our awesome youth and young adults, to have a chance to interact with them. But I also go because without fail, there is an awesome move of God. Does everybody get dressed up and decked out for church? Yeah, and please tell me what's wrong with that. Usually what's wrong with that is you just don't like doing it. Well, some of us do. If I got ties, if God's got some ties for me in heaven, contrary to some of my brethren, that's okay. I love the way sometimes we take what's just our personal preferences and make something sort of self-righteous out of it. Sorry, I'm, I need to... That's all got stirred up from dessert. So next Sunday night. Also, um, with this Wednesday, uh, as I think many of you are now aware of, Sister Juanita Little's daughter, who many of you also know, Terry Johnson, passed away. The funeral is Wednesday morning. If you would be willing to help with some food, I think we've got another church that's helping some. 
but we want to help out as well. If you would be willing to help and uh, you could bring a dish by, some kind of dish on uh, for the funeral, could I see your hand that sometime Wednesday morning you could bring something by? Fantastic. And then also if you're able to help out and um, serve, uh, Sister Melissa Spriggs is helping to kind of take point uh, on this. If you could, if you're able to also help serve as well, then uh, that your help would be greatly appreciated. Uh, the funeral starts at 11. Uh, viewing and wake takes place prior to that, but the funeral is at 11. So obviously, if you're able to also attend the funeral, we would encourage you to uh, be a part of that as well. So thank you for those of you that are able to bring something by. Uh, Wednesday morning um, here to the church. You can drop it off in the fellowship hall. That would be a great blessing. Also, I want to announce it's a couple of weeks away, but mark your calendars and get ready. Uh, on um, Friday, the 31st of this month at 4 p.m., Brother Adam Breckenridge and Sister Sarah Brandon are going to be united in holy matrimony. Doesn't that sound so official? Wow. Nothing like have one, one of the media guys being the guy that's getting married, huh? We need to get married again so we can have a website. Man, that's... So then we can go back and repost or we can post engagement pictures and... I don't... I didn't know there were engagement pictures until we got Instagram and Facebook. Oh, God, I feel it coming on me. But I kind of like it. Because people just have a way of showing you. You know, if... Oh, Jesus. We've had a great service, haven't we? I'm telling you this. Whatever you'll do posing for a picture... out of water and I need some water whatever you pose for a picture doing you are telling everybody if I'll do this for you to see I'm doing other stuff that you don't see hallelujah glory to God thank you Jesus so if you're going to pose I mean if you're going to take pictures doing it at least don't tell everybody what you're doing We've been, we've been given a new gift of the Spirit for pastoring. It's called social media. <laughs> Praise God. So anyway, I'm sorry. I did not mean to take away from the wonderful announcement. We are very excited about this for Brother Adam Breckenridge and Sister Sarah, who's going to be becoming a part of Antioch. We're very thankful for that. And so if you're able to be here, there is a... Uh, cupcake reception following that you are invited to and uh, if it's good cupcakes hopefully you won't come and you'll just leave and then a few of us can have more than one cupcake and then I'll go home and get on my max trainer so <laughs> praise God I think that's it other than church Thursday night 7 p.m. and uh, I am pretty sure we will have some more makeup classes Thursday night, and if that is the case, we will get an email out again by Tuesday evening of what's going to be offered so you can um, know in advance. So if you would stand, the ushers are going to come.
We're going to do it this way tonight, if you don't mind. And I'm going to, you guys come. I'm going to trust that you're still, we're going to pray. And then we're going to pray first. And you're, you're going to come and give. And once you're done giving, you're going to be dismissed. Brother Whaley, I need to see you for a moment before you leave, if I could, please. Father, thank you for the wonderful move of your spirit. Thank you for your presence that was already manifested even before service officially started. I thank you for what you've done here tonight, God. I thank you for the ministry of your spirit. I ask now your blessings upon this offering tonight that you would use it for your kingdom's sake, for the work and the needs of your kingdom. Bless it. Bless those that are availing themselves to you to be conduits for you to work through. In the name of Jesus Christ, in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Bring your offering, and then if you would, greet somebody. I want to let you also know, Sister Lauren uh, Lewis, is. this is her last service before she's going to Nicaragua. They prayed for her this morning in the Arnold service. So if you want to greet her uh, tonight, I would encourage you to do that.